Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of 40K Radio. I'm your host, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is Amy. Hello. And JF. Yo, yo, yo. And today we're going to talk about the Arcs of Omen, the lion, the conclusion to the Arcs of Omen storyline, as well as all the 40K previews we've seen so far for 10th edition. But as Ooh. always, we need to start with hobby stuff. And today we'll start with JF. It's Hobby New Year. It's, um, yeah, it's Hobby New Year, but it is also a little period of time that I like to call Hobby Hangover. <laughs> uh... That being said, it doesn't mean I haven't been painting. It's just that I've been painting, I've been doing some, I've been doing some weird stuff. Um, <laughs> because it's Hobby New Year, I'm trying out some new, uh, some new techniques, some new, uh, some new models. I've started dabbling into sculpting in 3D to create my own conversion pieces for some projects. I'm never going to become a 3D printer go business kind of guy because I know how economics work. <laughs> and I learned math in, uh, in grade school. But that being said, that doesn't mean that having access to a 3D printer, thank you, Phil, um, doesn't, doesn't allow me to do more with the figs I do have. What I'm trying to say is I'm not going to pay uh, – I don't want to pay like $70 of resin for a $30 uh, STL to print. Right. But if I can get – if I can make my own shoulder pads for uh, for Space uh-huh. Minions with my own custom chapter icons, that's definitely something that is uh, within reach, uh, economical, and gives that extra je ne sais quoi to, uh, to an army. So – We'll see how that goes. But otherwise, eh, you know. Very cool. Amy, how about you? Um, yeah, I tried to avoid the hobby hangover by um, just diving headlong yeah, into just through, right? everything. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get the post-con sads. I'm just going to power through. I'm going to be ready. Um, that first week back, I got a lot done. Um, and now... I am, I, I've eased off a little, not a lot, but a little, I'm more reasonable now. Um, so I am plugging away at my friendly army. Part of it is that, and we're going to talk about it later, right? Is that I, 10th seems to be coming sooner rather than later. And so there is that part of my brain that's like, well, maybe you should just, maybe you should just wait. Like a little bit. Don't and listen. I know. Well, no, I mean, I'm not really waiting. Um, but, I mean, I've got a plan. Like, the plan is in place. Progress is being made. NDA projects are being worked on. You know, but yeah, it, the hobby hangover. It's the, we don't need to go quite so hard right now. Um, but the planning stages have gotten a little out of control already for next to Depticon, so that's great. Very excited you, about all of that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I believe that the exact quote from you was something along the lines of, this is not a contest about reasonable ideas. And, <laughs> um, yeah. That does sound like something I would say. Yeah, you did. It was great. So that's where we're at. How about you, Matt? 
So I am on the 40K side, kind of taking a little break. I'm not working on any 40K armies. I'm just working on kill team stuff um, as I wait, you know, to kind of figure out what do I want to work on for the beginning of 10th, right? What's my yeah 10th, you know, am I going to do a combat patrol? Am I going to do like a full army? What am I going to do? Um, but I have been working on some Gloom Spike gets for Age of Sigmar. So I decided I was going to do a troll army, so I put together a bunch of trolls. Um, luckily, I was able to find some of the Fellwater Trogos, because those are apparently impossible to get right now. Um, but the Rock Gut, the, the Stone Trolls, I think it's a really interesting kit, because um, their torsos are two halves, and they're all like holding different stuff. You know, Maybe mm-hmm. it's a club, maybe they got a deer slung over their shoulder. But it's two halves, so you can kind of get a good number of different combinations. Oh, that's cool. And the box is only three trolls, but it comes with nine different heads. Ooh. So there's a – you can do a good bit of variety with, with the kill, which I thought was awesome. And um, I bought, like, a, a bunch of um, mushrooms and stuff from Green Stuff World, right? They, they uh, resin bits to yep. add to their bases to kind of pimp them out a little bit. As one should. Mm. Yeah, they just there weren't enough mushrooms on the sprues, so I had to get some more. No, you got it. I have so many different. I like. I must have four companies' different sets of mushrooms <laughs> I've bought over the years. I just love them. Like we some, we uh... did we did at some point have an unreasonable plan. Oh, that plan still exists. <laughs> oh, like, I that know. That plan I is know. still in the queue. It's just you know. Eventually. It, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. <laughs> and I got I got some cattails and stuff like the the river trolls so nice. Um, and I went with trolls because we're I'm playing in the Age of Sigmar league at my local store, which is just like a six week league. But um, I didn't want to put together rush and put together like eighty squigs, so I yeah. put together like twenty trolls instead. And we'll save the squigs for later. Nice. I love I those mean, models. I mean, I mean I my putting together some uh, some squigglanch too. My Trogoth is one of my favorite models I've ever done. Yeah, the day is the huge one. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, three of those dudes in my army. I love the it. boss and two regular dudes. But I love it. I can't wait to paint those. So much fun to paint. It is, yeah. If you can put in the time to really pick out the details because yeah, they're Barnacle City. There's so many barnacles. I don't know if they're barnacles. I assume they're a type of mushroom, but, you know. But yeah, lot, lots of details on those. I look forward to figuring out like a different shade to paint each one so they kind of stand out. It'll be fun. Yeah, nice. But that's been my hobby time since Adepticon. And so well, the last release, the Lion for the Arcs of Omen, as you saw in the GW preview, the Lion is back in a kit that people are paying way too much for because I think it's limited for some reason. That's Which is weird. Story. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like it's it, guys, if you're listening and you're, you're you know watching eBay things, don't worry. This is a this is a regular product. It's going to be available like just like Angron and yeah. all the other Primarchs are, right? You can just you'll be able to get it. Just you know, Bobby G. I mean, yeah, no problem. Just limited first one supply. Don't go fall for the two hundred dollar free shipping. Oh Lord, no! Don't do that. Well, I mean, unless that's the kind of money that's disposable for you. 
No, don't get, reward those people. Don't reward yeah, the people. You're right, right. Don't reward scalpers. Don't reward scalpers. It is like I'm I'm thinking of it from like the point of view of like some people are really in a hurry to get that kit. And oh, I no, understand no. that sometimes and the games workshop takes a while before this single If it's a matter of the I'm going to pay more to buy the special edition one because I can get it sooner, that's different. Which is not a thing in this case. That just don't pay scalpers. Never pay scalpers. Yeah, never Even pay scalpers. If it, and I mean, GW is kind enough to send one out to us. It even if you are like thinking you're getting something limited edition, it's it's him and just a Blade Guard squad in one box. So yeah. even if later they release him separately by himself, you can still buy a Blade Guard squad and get the exact same thing for less than what people are asking. Mm-hmm. So there, that's our PSA. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the, the final book, Ark Zone the Lion, um, he's back. He came out of nowhere while Vashtor was sieging the rock. Um, he fought Angron. He did fight Angron. And he, he beat Angron. Kicked his butt. Well, yeah. I mean, look, let's. Um, I hate to be the guy to defend Chaos's honor here, but. <laughs> You got. Let's keep in mind that Angron had been beating on on Dante for a little while, and yeah. I'm, you know, you, you Dante's no pushover. True. So I'm assuming that it's not like the lion came in and just absolutely wiped the floor with Angron, an undamaged, intact, fresh out of the box Angron. <laughs> True. Yeah. But yeah, so Dante was, in classic storytelling fashion, about to die. The lion's like, nope, I got this. And eventually bash him in the face with the shield. And then he, you know, as we know, Angron doesn't really die. He goes back to the warp for, what is it, eight months, eight days, and eight hours, or something like that? Probably. That seems legit. Yeah. Seems like a very short amount of time, too. I mean, it like could be 800 years, but, you know, it's the warp. Yeah, but there's no time in the warp. The That's warp. what I mean. 800 years in the warp is, like, next Wednesday in, in the Imperium. Yeah. Or maybe it's, like... Eight years in the Imperium and and no time at all in the warp and just yeah. Angron dies and immediately reappears to fight again, which <laughs> feels more thematic to him. Yeah, well, I mean that's kind of if it, it the in the the Vastor book talking about like Vastor talking about his plans. Yeah, right. Um, I've said this on Twitter, but Vastor is the ADHD hero that we've all <laughs> looked for because it. When he's in the warp, all time occurs at once all of the time. And so he can go and, you know, start all of his little machinations when and wherever he needs to in order to do that. But then when he does take on his physical form and he is in the 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 real world, he is hyper focused and uh, can pay attention to literally nothing other than getting into the rock. Um, and that was great. Big fan. Um, but that's the that's the great part, right? Like, sure, Angron is back in the warp, and that's fine. He'll be back. But Vashtor completed his key. Yes, <gasps> the the engine in the rock, which was what they what he was looking for. Yes, heard his call and was like, "Yeah, sounds like fun." I mean, 
Vashtar is out here championing, championing, championing all of the like abused machine spirits of the Imperium, right? Like they've been misusing these AI that are not AI, obviously, because that would be heresy. But uh, you know, out there, and and Vashtar's like, hey, you want to pilot a space elk? Come on over. We've got we've got giant ships. I've got one hell of an incarnation for you. That was my favorite, was the one that he rescued um, that had been hiding out in the Imperium by doing a subpar job <laughs> at everything he was asked to do, and that's why they did not realize oh, man, it's his like, true power. It's like right. my entire career. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> so good. Like, I could do so much more, but then they'd ask me to do so much more, so, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to intentionally half-ass it, but yeah, maybe a little. Like three-quarters-ass it, right? Yeah. 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 And then turn on when you really need to. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Oh, was... yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I make a point of telling everybody at work that I have no idea how computers work. Because, <laughs> like, the last thing I want is everyone to ask me to fix their goddamn computers. <laughs> Pretty soon you're converting files to PDFs. It's, I already do that because I'm graphic design, so like that's expected. Oh, yeah, the guy, people you work with should know how to do that. And uh, no, no, absolutely. But then again, I don't necessarily want to teach like the 60 year plus vendors true, how true. to freaking print to PDF with Word. Because <laughs> then every time they'll get it wrong, I'll get a phone call. Right. Anyways, right. Um, this was your episode of The Office for this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, so Vashtor did complete his plan, but what happens next? We don't He's know. looking for the lock. We don't know. Yes, he, we so don't know where the I, lock is. Wait, I, can, so, can, 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 we, can we just, I just want to make, like, he didn't just get his key, like, he got Caliban. Well, that was like, before he got the key. No, but that he, was, he That escaped. was his plan. Remember his plan, like, so at the end of the Vashtor story, like in the Vashtor book, in the end of the story, he was like, Hey, you guys should all come over here. It's going to be great. And they're like, well, this is clearly a trap, but I guess we'll go. And then he rolls up out of the warp with the bits of Caliban held together, renamed Wormwood with his, what was it? Warp. I told you this morning, Warp Warp Forge Forge Palace. That is a display. So help me. That is a display board that will happen. Vashtor's. Warp Forge Palace on formerly Caliban. Yeah, and, uh, that was pretty interesting too, right? Because of, of course they they go they're in they found out it's Caliban. The Dark Angels like go bananas. They're like, you know? oh no, like, damn! And then at the end, he just goes, "I right, ciao," and takes Caliban He's... to the warp yep. with him. Like, yeah, we're, we're gonna yeah. go. Ugh. Big it. wins for Vashtor. Um, can't wait to see the sequel. Might mm-hmm. take a while. Abaddon's still with him for now. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll. I know I say it all the time. I say it all of the time. But they really are setting up the Dark Mechanicum. Like, they really are. They are, but I think they're setting it up not at squat speed. No, 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 no. And that's fine. They're setting can... it up at um, Sister of Battle speed. That, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, as long as I can see it. 
on the horizon. <laughs> as long as you can see it with your living eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it would be uh, a great army to add for 10th edition. It would be. And I mean, the thing is that they've made they've made a demon engine chaos army appealing enough to sort of scratch that itch. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, that's fine. And if that became a thing that I could build on to later, even better. that would be even better. So I will say overall, the Arx Roman was a, uh, a good story, I thought. Um, yeah. Very interesting, you know. Uh, we got Ang- both. Ang- we got two Primarchs, right? Angron and um, yeah, the Lion. Lion. Island, so good pickup for for nice 40k models too. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they said, boarding actions is its own thing, separate from from uh, you know what's going yep. on with tenth. So you'll still be able to enjoy your boarding action games, which I've seen uh, quite a few more people playing at the local store recently too which is nice i think you know as the kill team box boxes have come out they've been able to build that terrain collection sort of naturally because they play kill team right which i think is the model they're we're going that was smart that was great oh yeah yeah basically tricking people into getting all their ducks in a row to be able to play the game correctly especially when they they the latest uh boarding patrol that they did was the imperial agents boarding patrol Mm-hmm. Right here's all here's your thirty navy guys. So, that was a good box. That's a really cool box. Uh, I already have thirty navy dudes. I know. Yeah, you're you're fine. You're good. <laughs> I've been you don't, need, you don't need the assassin. You, you know you don't need that. Uh, I, I mean I don't need them. But it also has the other ones, right? Doesn't it have the um? Yeah, it's got the, the uh, kill team. I don't. The, the, Star something. Oh yeah, yeah, the Occludian Star Striders. That's it. Yeah, yeah. How do you remember such stupid? That's name? what I'm I mean, excited. So that is the right because that was one of the original um, boxes that came out. Yeah, yeah it's the one with the Geller Pox infected, right? Right. Yep. So that's I'm excited about that in my Demon Engine slash Vashtori kind of thing. It's putting those guys in there because they're like, but what if we infected machines? Fantastic. Great plan, everybody. Good meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we actually have now seen one more model than what we kind of saw in the in the trailer. And we're kind of already revealed yeah. uh, the just recently we saw the winged turned prime. Strikes, 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 strikes. <sighs> I like how, because traditionally, right, winged models, their wings are up behind them. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the pose on this guy. Oh, yeah. His, like, walking with his wings almost, like, it's very, it's very dinosaur. It is excellent. <laughs> I, I love that we're seeing these new models that have that extra level of detail that every other army has been getting, but on the Tyranid side now. and. Yeah. Those are looking fantastic. Big fan. I, they're definitely setting it up for to be able to do like an all flying oh, Tyranid army. I mean, you already could, but like, well, yeah, yeah, not with, with more choices, right? But like, <laughs> well, not just here's all of the gargoyles. 
have a well, good I mean, day. you you could do like all gargoyles and the you you could do all gargoyles and you could do flying hive tyrant and hive crones. Yeah. There were flying options. Sure. When they removed the strikes, it made like the whole synapse network of a flying army um, weak. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we also get to see the Von Ryan's Leapers in a little mm. more detail than we've seen them previously. Um, inter- it, it's funny because I was cleaning up my um, I was cleaning up my books. I do books things, and I came upon my third edition Tyranid Codex mm-hmm. with the page that hints at the Von Ryan's uh, Leaper, Just naming it. Right there, Von Ryan Leaper with a little silhouette. But funny thing is, uh, that book has other silhouettes of uh, of Tyranid creatures that have come out since then, and also of one that has not. Uh-huh. And now I'm just excited to see if this is something like we're going to see. That silhouette, though, is very, very generic, very... Um, like, there, there's nothing to it. Like, the, anything could come out and be able to be identified as the same thing. But considering that in the trailer, we de- do see those creatures with the, uh, the tendrils in their face, devouring uh, a space marine. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're not done seeing new things anyways. No, no, no. Cause we definitely... technically haven't begun the Tyranid preview. Right. Really? They said that would be next month in April. Yeah. So next month, is May. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, we'll write this. I would assume maybe that the stuff we've seen so far might just be box set stuff. Yeah. And then we'll they'll really dive into it. Um, and I like that it's starting next month because that means that's going to be one of the first. Well, I mean, we know it's one of the first armies off the block, but coming sooner than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than you probably thought it might have. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be. I think it will be the first codex of 10th edition. Yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, well, it's going to be Space Marines and Tyranids, like how last edition it was uh, Space Marines and Necron, right? That was last edition, it was Necrons, right? (sighs) They all blend. (laughs) Which is funny because... they're all Space um, Marines and some. I thought they were going to, I thought they they were going to switch it up, you know, last edition because the trailer was all... So this is a battle at the beginning, but then the space marines busted in. But, yeah, they busted mm-hmm. in. Anyway, busted I'm good with are... you know Tyranids uh, as the first codex. Definitely uh, good to see. I mean, I, I think you know if we look back, they're one of the longest awaited updates too. So, mm-hmm. and, and new bugs and, is always good. And they're one of those armies that still has a few resin models that yeah. really have no Should business still existing. Yeah. yeah, those need to. Hopefully, we'll see those switch out with the. With the codex update, even if they they you know. said everything that you, if you're a Tyranid player, everything you've ever wanted to be in plastic, you will get in plastic. So I'm um, I'm thinking we're gonna get the Lictor, we're gonna get the uh, our biovores and pyrovores and all that stuff. I want a, a big night-sized monster in plastic. I want a Norn Queen slash uh, uh, Dominatrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, you know what? If they do put out the Lictor, because the thing is with Von Ryan's uh, Leapers, what makes them special is that they're like they hunt in packs. Right. 
but they're otherwise visually almost indistinguishable from lictors. Like there's very little to differentiate. Current lictor. That's Mm, the thing. But then (laughs) what could they do to the lictor to make it different without, you know, sacrificing the iconic look of the lictor? Yeah. Having like a little bigger. Just make him a little, a little bigger. bigger than... You know, I think every lictor poses the... we've had in the past are them like yeah. mid, like they're they look like they're mid leap, but they're flat foot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like just making a more dynamic model, which I'm sure is they'll do. Yeah. Oh yeah, that 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 I'm not like, but that's not that's not necessarily a change the model. That's just a pose that is cooler because sure, sure, they sure. can do it. Anyways, very very much looking forward to that. And then, so almost immediately following Adepticon, they started throwing previews at us for rules. Uh, you they know, sure did. The, the first one, you know, and it was kind of interesting because the first one, which we talked about in the our last episode, was just kind of like, yeah, it's like, how is it different, but how is it simpler, but not simple? And they just kind of reiterated what they said at the original preview. Yep. But then they just started, yep, okay, so now we're really going to get into the into the uh, finer points the of The weeds, it. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they jump right off the bat with army building, right? So um, mm-hmm. seems to be way simpler now, right? You're not, as they said, you're not choosing what um, for what bat battalion you want to use, you know, patrol, battalion, whatever. You just pick how many points you're going to play, pick your army roster, choose your faction, select the detachment, which is where all your stratagems and relics and all those choices are going to be uh, way limited than before. Pick units and then pick somebody to be a warlord. And you're done. So I saw some people debating, right? Because they're saying, you know, their big thing is is um, not having as many army rules, right? And, uh, right. but I think where that's going to lie is with the detachments, right? So you're going to have like, when the space ring codex comes out, I would assume there's going to be a, I don't know, white scars, you know, something combat detachment. And then you, that lets you take all right. Cause they're saying, oh, it's not going to be tied to your paint scheme, but I assume there'll be some sort of detachment rule detachment that fits the theme of those armies. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it looks like the way it's going to be is going to be the, the detachment special rules, not necessarily limitations or allowances in what you can or can't field. That looks like it's going to be fairly generic across the board. Yeah, and and I you know I think um, it tied more to like oh well you know Dark Angels had special rules, Imperial Fist had special rules, this chapter had special rules, and. I think those are going to be more detachment based now rather than like your specific army. So you still can get the flavor of whatever army or chapter you like to play before. It's just not as restricted as like, Oh, well you have to be painted as Imperial fists, which nobody really ever enforced anyway. Yeah. But they made a huge point about that in there in the preview saying, you know, it's not going to matter anymore. Nor should it ever. Like the whole one of the things that's fun about these games is being able to apply your own creativity to it. Like you get guidelines. If you don't want to come up with shit, fine, perfect. Like it's already there. But if you're someone who does want to create his own sub faction, his own successor chapter, then go, go ahead here. 
Like there are thousands of these things in the galaxy. So, and I don't, I don't think I had ever been to any sort of event, 40 K event. Cause I know Horace heresy is, you know, that's, that's, so, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. a historical. That's thing. historical. Yeah, it's exactly. Big. Right. So it's, it's big p- being the right paint scheme and stuff, but I've never been to an event where somebody's like, Oh, well, or seen an event or heard of an event where somebody's like, Oh, those aren't painted as Imperial fists. So you can't use their rules. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. But no, at least I'd... now, for the the naysayers, Games Workshop has essentially they're laying it out on paper for you. So what I'm excited to see is, I'm sure when we when we get the first the just the rules right off the off the bat, every faction may have one or one or two detachments. But I think the codexes will really expand on those to represent you know, your different high fleets themes or chapter themes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which this is, this is going to be the problem though, because the more exciting something that is codex specific is the more disappointing and frustrating it is to wait for your codex. That is true. I, I, you know, I, I, I get, get that. I just think that's the inevitability of a new edition of 40 K. Hopefully they'll, you know, maybe they'll, you know, do a free online, like, here's a bunch of detachments you can use, but it definitely... Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, it's that's never... a thing. Like, I, I have a feeling that they may become, like, if this is, if this works out very well, then they may become victim of their own success in that sense. Mm. Yeah, they very easily could. Uh, and then we, we, the next preview, we get to see what a stat line looks like now. I love that we've put things like attacks with the weapon. Yes. Same. Love that. Yep. I, These cards, I'm thinking, like, I'm already thinking to my tournament, because I did do, I did, for this Adepticon, I did use the, whatever the program was that you import your your list into and it makes you cards like half size cards with all of your info and so like i i just did a tournament like that and it is great and that was way too much information to be on a card in that format and so (laughs) i'm really looking forward to this i'm gonna have my little my little you know punch a little hole in them and put a little binder ring in it and off we go gonna yeah. be great it's great because like you you can uh, you can laminate them. just laminate them so that yeah laminate them and then you can just bring a marker in case you need to take notes and just clean mm. them off it's a, like in this this is what i keep saying like the, the how quick is this gonna make get, getting from i want to play a game to actually be playing a game compared to ninth edition mm-hmm. or every other edition prior and that, that's what I want. Like, I want, like, a pregame should be me shooting the shit with friends. Yeah. And that's it. Pregame mm-hmm. should not be me doing my taxes, but with point, <laughs> points in army list instead. Yeah, and um, it allows them to make more differentiation between different units without mm-hmm. having to add a bunch of special rules onto their data sheet yes. or right. Cause just like, as we've seen from the previews, Terminator power fits hit on threes. 
regular guys power fists hit on force. Why? Because Terminators are veterans and they're better. And that's that's just like one that's of the one simplest thing. variations. But when we get to like the the transports, yep. having special rules for the transports that are specific and very characterful for the armies themselves, mm. that is super exciting. I, I I I am a little bit worried now that we've seen like the weapons and the 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 the, the rules for transports and vehicles that this may become a, a a very difficult game for infantry but we'll see like we 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 know too little to make that judgment but the way vehicles and transports have been described like transports are back in the game big time mm-hmm. cuz you can you can do auras now mm-hmm. from yeah, inside a vehicle you can uh yeah you can i think the well we'll we'll get to transports in a, in a minute but um uh, and also with the – so on each data card, each individual weapon has its own stat line that gives you the two hit for that weapon and yep. any rules that weapon may have. And, um, you know, so um, – which is interesting because what I noticed when they started talking about weapons is we're going back to – we're going to have a lot of keywords, mm-hmm. which you need to know or have a reference sheet for. Only and hopefully, what I'm hoping is the data cards we actually get, like when they release the data cards with an army, mm-hmm. each any keywords on a data card will be maybe on the back side of it, which yeah. would be helpful. Um, well, it depends. Those those keywords look like they're going to behave a little bit like universal special rules. Yes, like critical hits or um, devastating. You know uh, the different, um, like lethal blow or whatever. Like they they they, they listed yeah. a couple, and there's there's a way of keeping that to be very simple. If even if there's a lot, like one reference sheet that you make or you get with the core book or through the app, and after like a year of playing, you should be able to like remember those fairly easily. Uh, yeah, I just hope my only fear so far from everything we've seen is that we that there are so many keywords that it is akin to seventh edition where there was like eight pages of yeah keywords slash universal special rules but if it's an easy if there's not that many or they're on these cards somewhere because they're not showing us the whole card at one time anyway as they do their previews that would just make life easier mm. overall um so lots of different uh, weapons, like uh, they all get the profile on the sheet, and we did get to see now that characters can join units again. Yeah, which is very interesting. So a lot of the auras that characters may have had before now go to a unit they're leading. Which just, I mean, which just makes more sense. Yeah, and yeah, and no, the key in there, you know a little bit better in some cases, right? Like they showed us the lieutenant and if he's leading a unit, they can shoot and declare a charge in a turn that they fall back, which is like a big, a pretty big deal. Yeah. Right. Um, So each character will have its own abilities that they have when leading a unit and also the units they can lead as well. Right. So like the primary lieutenant, they basically list most of the 
Primaris units, two that are redacted, so looks like there's a couple more Primaris mm-hmm. units coming around. Wait, you mean new things? Whoa! <laughs> Which, so that's nice, because that that helps prevent some of those weird aura interactions that, you know, in, and it's one of those things where, like, as I have a, a guy at my store, and that's just how his brain works, right? Is like, he goes and finds all the weird combos that do stupid things and so if you if you can sort of you know if you're a not concerned about distance but rather and then that's the other thing right is now it's wholly within with it what it's fine it, it is it their unit great uh, <laughs> which is a lot simpler than this guy's base is five millimeters outside of that range and so therefore they are not wholly within and yeah. nobody wants yeah. that um, and so you can you can already determine like no that aura will not work on this unit, which they tried to do with like core and things like that, but this is just tightening that up. Makes it yeah makes it way easier, and the unit they're with kind of acts as a bodyguard for them. Mm-hmm. Um, not all characters can join units, but then what they said is that the rule is that the enemy has to be within twelve inches of them to even target them, which is simple. And, and way better than the, you have to be within, the way it is now where it's like, oh, you got to be within three inches of a unit and not the closest target. It gets a very, there's like a whole checklist to go down, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Nope, if you're within 12, you can shoot. Now, if, if you're a an old-timey, decrepit, bones-turning-to-dust player like I am, um, yeah. when... When I saw, oh, characters can join units again, a a very strange and ancient fear came upon my soul because I could remember a time where having characters join units, leave units, bounce around between units, and do all that stupid stuff was a pain in the ass. Mm. It was very difficult to track which which unit a character was part of. So learning that... There's no more of this. Like your character, you declare him as being part of a unit the same way you would if he was in a unit in a transport, and that's his unit. Yep. Done. Great. He will even if the entire unit gets destroyed and he ends up on this little lonesome, he's not joining another unit. Yeah. Yep. That was his unit. Those were his boys. That was his posse. That was the gang, the squad, etc. And that yeah. is so much simpler. <laughs> And what's great too is I assume they'll, you know, they'll keep the rule where once you start allocating wounds to a person in the unit, they got to keep taking them. So no more. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to put five wounds on my character. He's got one left. Now I'll start killing the squad. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they can do that. I'll just start buying some knobs again. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, all, we all remember knobs on bikes, don't we? Mm-hmm. I just remember the the big space wolf like. Four dogs, three characters, some Sunwolf <laughs> cavalry, like all together. Just anyway. And uh, I think you know, you tr- anybody who's a treadhead, of course, and probably Jeff with his new tank army that he's finished. Mm-hmm. Tanks are getting a big boost in tenth edition. Well, I see it. At, it's it's boost definitely, but it's also kind of a polarization um, in the sense that. Weapons meant to kill vehicles are now very clearly meant to kill vehicles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's the ambiguity has been removed, especially when you see vehicles like standard transports with toughness 14. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So they, they use uh, they use the humble rhino as a as a Quite perfect a example. It's now toughest nine, um, which is way higher. I mean, it used to be seven, but nine is a pretty significant increase because um, there's not many weapons that are strength nine or higher. And they're actually um, one of the new things on the on the sheets is the objective control stat, mm. right? So. Mm-hmm. Represents how good things are at holding a an objective, and it's uh, a vehicle like the Rhino has a two, so it counts as you know two models. But what's interesting is things like the Storm Speeder, right, counts as three. So good. So a really interesting way to uh, make vehicles far more viable, or much more because then you're not right, and it also makes you like. If you want to play a vehicle heavy army, you can and still actually play the game, which is I I know it's hard to believe, objective based. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you're not just like, well, I don't I can't get objectives, so I'm just going to kill everything. You can still play it the way that is fun for everyone. Yeah, def definitely um and a lot of the rules, you know, the same thing still exists. Like, uh, vehicle can still blow up. They just, it's a keyword now. Um, but, uh, they also get a little bit more survivable, right? Cause the rhino just heals a wound every command phase. Cause it's all reliable. Um, and then they expanded on the trans vehicles in a further article with the transport special rules. Some now, of these are real those, fun. Yeah, those are <laughs> First of all, I like that transports can now transport things, not just from turn one until you drop, and then there's no point in re-embarking, but you can actually use vehicles to move units from one point of the mm-hmm. board to the other in a significant useful fashion. Right, because, I mean, like, my previous strategy with a lot of my uh, a lot of my transports, especially, like, orc trucks was take the boys, drop them off, drive into enemy, and hope you explode. Like, that was, like, the whole... It is a fun strategy, I'll give you that. It's a great strategy. It has worked well for me in the past. Um, But if it could also be like, I'm going to go back and get some other guys, don't even worry about it, that'd be great. And, And just how faster the game is, because now units can disembark after the vehicle moves. Ugh. I'm so happy right? about so that. Right, so rapid deployment, or orcs being orcs, actually, you know, in a transport army, feels like that now, right? Because you can start inside, rush forward your 20 inches, and then jump out, and yeah. you're in their face. Um, instead of having to wait, okay, well, I'll have to wait till the beginning of my next turn, and if my vehicle blows up, you know, my guys are probably going to die. Yep. Um, yeah. And they have the giving transports, spe- or are giving transports special rules, too. Mm-hmm. Like the Torox, which is supposed to be a rapid deployment vehicle, you can disembark after you after you advance. Advanced. Or the uh, the Land Raider, right, which is supposed to be an assault vehicle, you get to charge after you disembark in a turn that the vehicle moved. Ye old assault ramp is back. Oh, good. And I love the Falcon fire support, um, because they get to help their units that disembark with them shoot better, right? Because they're, of course, as we know, Eldar vehicles are covered in sensors and, and all kinds of stuff. 
to uh, to improve accuracy. And there's also mention of some vehicles that allow rapid embarkation when a unit gets charged, which I hope that makes it to the Tau because that would be very character oh, perfect. I can imagine fire warriors just covered in the scent of your, their own urine as they just <laughs> rush back go. into it's like, go, 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 go. We are leaving. Terminators look a lot bigger now. <laughs> They're coming this way. And it, it just Overwatch makes Overwatch did like, nothing yeah. but yeah. to know. As it does. Mm. And one of the interesting things that they mentioned in the article, one of their asterisks was that they're lifting some of the transport restrictions on vehicles. Right? Mm-hmm. So... The humble, well, the classic Land Raider, right, which is one of the signature tanks of the Space Marines, used to be limited to Firstborn and Terminators. The article suggests now that, no, Primaris can can hop in that bad boy, too. Yeah. Right, they call out Rhinos, Razorbacks, and Impulsors as being specialized for certain squad types, which makes me think, the way I interpret that is Rhinos and Razorbacks will still be Firstborn, no Terminators. And the Impulsor will still be, you know, the Primaris guys, the, the yeah. just the standard Primaris guys. But um, a lot of other stuff will be able to – you'll be able to use all the – whatever transport you feel suits your needs best. Which, which is a big deal for uh, for Primaris players because I, – I, correct me if I'm wrong. That means that they can probably now use drop pods, which weren't yeah, a thing that before. Is, that is the assumption. Yes, that yeah, is the and... current assumption, which is uh, – I mean – Drop pod armies are always neat to look at, right? I will say, I will say, I mean, we know how I feel about Space Marines, but new drop pods would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. And, and that's a very, very on theme uh, way yeah. to play your army too, right? Have a bunch of guys in, in drop pods. As Space Marines are. It happened a lot in the Arcs of Omen lore. There were just <laughs> drop pods just constantly. Everywhere. So, yeah. It's like the one forge without using drop pods, like finally our moment. <laughs> um, so lots of changes coming to transports. And then they also let us see the phases, right? So yeah. pretty standard, right? Command phase, movement phase, shooting phase, charge and fight. Um, you know, that's what's missing is the good old psychic phase. Which now all psychic powers appear on the data slates for each unit that has psychic powers. And it tells you when you can use it, what it does, how to use it. Um, and things like Smite is just an attack on their profile now, which is interesting. It's, it's got two profiles too. Like it's got your the warp won't punish me but I don't do that much damage. And then the, yeah, I'm going to kick ass, but um, there might be consequences profile, which is mm. great. Love that. But you know what makes me most excited about all this? Mm. As a lazy person who doesn't like to take decisions because that's what I do for <laughs> a living anyways, is that now that the psychic powers were part of the data card for each psyker, I don't have to choose psychic powers at the beginning of a game. That's right. That's nope. a whole five minutes of my life every game saved. <laughs> yep, which don't have to worry about yeah, which one is best. Yeah. You know, it's here here they are. Yeah. 
then and it also kind of forces well it it forces the psychic powers to be more thematic to the character models but also that means games workshop isn't limited to a school of psychic powers for each army right Mm -hmm. it's now it's not just all right well we've got orcs so they've got like their green thing and they got their beast thing and that's it that's that's their 12 power powers plus smite. Now they can, if they come out with a specific psyker, they can give them whatever they feel is characterful for that model yep. to have. And it doesn't impact the rest of the army. Yep. And that can make choosing your psyker, which psyker you take, a more relevant decision. Because if I really right. want to use a power that the librarian, you know, Terminator has, but the regular space brain librarian does not do i is it worth it for me to find the points to take the space brain librarian instead yeah or the uh, terminator librarian instead right and right. you'll or see like a lot the, the difference between a, a weird boy and a were boy is like there's some but not a lot right. currently you know it's just whichever model you think looks better it's the were boy yeah. Oh, uh, maybe we'll get a new weird boy. Oh, that would be neat. You know, uh, and you know what I want he, for a new work model? I want the the old weird boys that had to have like minders with them because they were so bananas. Yeah, the ones that are like chained up. Yeah, and like have yeah. two guys, like two yeah. big orcs, like Hulk uh, carrying them around because they don't want to be anywhere near the other orcs when they're. Yeah. But. I mean, the same line of thought, like, it would be nice to get some new demon hosts. Like, I, yeah, I like my sure. chained-up psychers, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is also, this kind of curtails the idea of just, I'm going to take the cheapest, um, yeah. the right, lowest exactly. point pointage psyker as a something I can sacrifice. I'm going to take a whole bunch of them so I can smite my way through the table. Exactly. And, um... You know, then we have like the psychic units, like the Thousand Suns, right? So they'll, they could, you know, instead of choosing powers, I'm sure Thousand Suns will, they'll just have a power on there, right? So for your Thousand Suns players, you don't have to worry about your 36 different psychic powers either. Um, And what's interesting too is now the way morale works. So every unit has leadership stat. They're back to 2d6 and roll over now. And if you fail, then your objective control characteristic, which you talked about before, is zero. And if it falls back, which seems to be a separate rule that will have its own conditions, then guys might run away. Right. But also, you can't use stratagems to affect a unit that has failed its battle shock test. Um. Which, um, even though we're learning stratagems, I'm sure they'll they'll still be relevant. Um, and that's a pretty interesting, oh, sure. interesting uh, thing not to be able to target them with stratagems because that used to be just like, oh well, you know, my guys are broken. I'm just going to use this stratagem that lets gives them all plus two to their save and try and make them survive. Nope, nope, too bad. But what's interesting though is that while they can't use stratagems, that doesn't mean that other units around them can't use stratagems, and some stratagems may be designed to influence um, bow shocked yeah. units. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know, a commissar just yelling really loud <laughs> yeah. at that broken unit. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to they're gonna have, yeah, like a, a strategy that's like, remove a model from the unit. The unit, you know, 
is not under Battleshock anymore. Yeah, and that, that might not even be a stratagem. That might just be like a rule. Yeah. But again, it's allowing for some more more thematic stuff to happen in the game too, or more thematic rules to be present, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I think I hate how know, excited they've made me for. The I know new it's edition. like everything I look at is like this is cool. This is cool. Uh, when can I, I play? So can I get hard. myself somehow to Lone Star Open only to try forty k? No, you're being completely unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um. Listen, there, there's a non-zero chance I'm going to Europe sometime this summer, and I'm pissed it's not early enough that I could be at Warhammer <laughs> Fest. Could go to Warhammer World and be like, "Do you know who I am? Show me 40k you know? 10th edition." Um, Excuse you know, me, by, sir, the, by the time I go, like 10th edition is gonna have been no, out yeah. for a while. Um, and the last preview we got, uh, well, one of the last ones was Terrain, which mm-hmm. thank God for this. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. There was like 36 keywords just for terrain in this last edition. I know there was that many, but still, it was a lot. Well, wait, I mean, didn't someone do the calculation that, like, you could have up to 12,000 different combinations of keywords to create different terrain? Because you could take a piece of terrain and just say, these are the keywords it has. Right. Yeah. So... Yes. No, it was nightmarish. It was yet another thing that you had to spend 10 minutes at the beginning of the game just telling, like, discussing with your opponent what each piece of freaking ruin does. Yeah. And I I love the way cover works now. You add plus one to your save. Not invulnerable, but just regular saving throws. But three, uh, units that have a three plus or better cannot get a better save against things that have armor penetration zero. Because there's a lot of games that I watched with Space Marines and Cover shooting at each other, and everybody had a two plus save, and it nothing just happened. lasts forever. Yeah. So I really I like that change. That if if your army save is good enough, if there's no AP, you know it's not really it's not really getting any better. Yeah, it's a little more complex. Like th- this this doesn't necessarily fit the simpler but not simple rule, but Considering they simplified everything else around cover and terrain, yeah. I think that's a concession for quality gameplay that I'm really that I'm willing to accept. Yeah, yeah. Everything is it's a crater, a barricade, debris, hills, woods, or ruins, and each of so each of those things has very specific things that they offer or or give right as far as cover goes and and when that works. Otherwise, that's it. So you get six things. Each and each one is very defined in what it does. Mm-hmm. No, no picking uh, from the from the twelve different things you had before. No multiple ones combinations. It's easy, and I dig it. Well, that's uh. That's what we've seen so far for 10th edition. So much. It's so, a lot. It, it's a lot, and like, I feel like there's a lot more too, right? Let's go. I, I, I gotta say, I don't think that there's like. I feel that they've what they've shown us is really like the big points, and everything else is just going to be sanding the edges on what they've shown us, and filling in the holes of whatever they haven't shown us that it aren't that big of a change. Like, obviously, there's a list of keywords and and universal special rules that we're going to have to to deal with. 
But otherwise, like, I'm because I struggle to see what else they need to show us. Like, I don't think movement's going to have changed all that much. I mean, that makes sense, because as of when we're recording this, we are like two days away from people playing it at Warhammer Fest. Exactly. And then I'm, and then I'm so, sure I would not be surprised if Warhammer Fest was, hey, here's the box set. Oh, yeah. oh, no, absolutely. They have yeah. told us that the Warhammer 40K preview, which is at an unholy early hour for the East Coast on Gosh. Saturday morning, yeah. they are going to be revealing what's in the box set. Yeah. yeah. yeah which, yeah. I mean, if you look at a calendar, we're really not far from this 10th edition. No, it's going to be, if not sometime at the end of next month, in July. I think that's that's probably what we're looking at. I disagree. Because look at it this way. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to see, like, the, the only item of 40K-related content that we still have to see is a Gallo Fall for Kiel Team. And that's not even mm. a core 40K product. We just got the Lion and an Ark of Omen Lion, and that's done. This is 40K is finished. We have all the 40K. Now, this coming weekend, we're going to see on the 29th, we're going to be told what's in the box, and the rules are going to be playable, which means that these rules are going to be leaking on the internet immediately. True. Yeah. Good point. So they're going to be quote-unquote available. So let's say that the weekend after, because we're not going to see the, 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 the pre-orders for, for Gallo Fall this weekend. We're gonna, so let's say they announce the Gallo Fall pre-orders the next weekend. I mean, we're at the beginning of May. They're not going to make us wait all through May and half of, Ju of June before we get 40K 10th edition pre-orders. Not with the rules already in the wild and sure. all of it, all the reveals we've had so far and not knowing what's going to be in that core box. I have a feeling that we're going to be seeing pre-orders for 10th edition before the end of May. It may be a two-week window oh, that yeah. leads us into June, but if we don't have 10th edition in our hands by mid-June or the end of June, that would be absurd. You know, what's funny is when I was just like thinking of the date that we were going to see it, I thought this was May and May was almost over. No. But you're right. It's only April right now. So mm -hmm. I agree with you. Um, and there's not, I was trying to think of if there, I thought there was like a big AOS thing coming too, but there isn't right. So there's not, no. there's nothing as far as we know, besides the last kill team box set. Um, so nothing now really coming for, or expected in May. Here's the other interesting thing, because you're right, we don't have anything else expected. Um, the other interesting thing is they've broken up all the previews for Warhammer Fest. And on Monday, there's an entire Kill Team preview. Now, we already know about Gallo Fall. Like, they showed us that at Adepticon. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to be finding out what next the season. next season is. Yeah. And that is Which, exciting. Yeah, this it is where makes we get our that preview a lot more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Galifal is over. The uh, um, Space Hulk is, is crashing. That's That was the, they told us that was Which, the Which, how good is that? So cool, right? Um, because that, that, like, if we're talking 
especially if we're talking in terms of things that maybe aren't going to get a full army right now. You know, the weird stuff that we can put in a kill team box, like beast men of chaos, apparently. Right. <laughs> um, right. So there's thematically, there's two things that happen, right? One is whatever is going on on this planet that we land on. And then two, it's whatever gets shaken out of the rubble of the gallow dark crashing. You know what I mean? Like there could still be, you know, rat men or. Well, if, if there's one thing or... that likes to hide out on space hulks, it's various forms of tyranid or various forms of tyranid. Yes. I, I, here's my one thing about that though, is it's like, I, I don't know why they would put tyranids. I mean, I, it is bizarre that we have not gotten a Tyranid kill team yet. It's But it also absurd. feels weird for them to put out Tyranids in kill team at the same time that Tyranids are getting their big full... Re- like, why wouldn't you just put whatever it is with the Tyranids? Yeah, but I mean, if... And I'm, I'm not... This isn't necessarily a parallel, but the way to get the new Pathfinder... Tau that's true. box that's was true. in the kill team and then it came out like you know so maybe I mean I hate to say it but maybe Von right, Ryan, but... Von Ryan's leapers are in the kill team box and then two months later you can buy them separately I would certainly that. hope not um, I don't think they, they're doing that because they've previewed the Von Leaper separately yeah. as it, a 40k thing it could be a, a, could be a Gene Steeler cult kill team which we have not seen yet that is true Mm, I want new gene stealers, like pure strain. But uh, yeah, so I keep I... thinking we got the gene stealer kill team because of the box that we got with the custodes. But that was not oh, kill yeah, team. Yeah. That was just a box, and that's why I keep going. No, we did. No, we absolutely did not. And that that would have been a great kill team box. Sure. Nope, that was them. Uh, Just two custodes. That was them, you know, on uh, on Terra doing doing their thing. Because there's Gene Steelers on, on Terra, guys. Don't forget. Don't forget. I'm just going to keep saying forget. it. Never forget. Someday it'll be relevant. It is. going to be, be relevant. <laughs> I just, it, it still baffles me how, well, okay, here's a box, and this is about Gene Steelers on Terra. All right, bye. Hey. It's like, oh, by the way, guys, just so you know. I mean, they they eliminated this this group, but as anybody who has read anything about Gene Steelers knows, there's never just that one group. There's never just the one. But don't worry about it. Continue on it's with fine. your invasion of Caliban. I kind of love it, though. Honestly, I, I kind of love the like. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. It, it very it, protects it's the great. Gene Steeler cult. You know, very much reminds me of uh, Skaven in. All the way Harry Fantasy, where they're just like, they're not real. What are you talking about? You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> they're not here. That was a dog. Don't say that. I want my space scavens. Space I want packing. real space scavens. See, the thing is, is like in the old in the old world, right? Giant rats are terrifying. Giant rat men are terrifying. In 40k, like, oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Like in 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 the old world, giant rat men are terrifying. In in 40k, these two cults are your neighbors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I do agree with you that, um, I, I do expect 40 K in, in May. 
by the end of the month. So soon. Which so is surprisingly soon. soon. Um, that means based... June is probably Tyranid time. Well, which makes sense, right? Because if they're going to preview it in May, they're going to release it in June. Mm-hmm. Ah, such a bad time for my wallet. It's, this is all things it'll be time. fine. Like, how... You can take another mortgage, right? right. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm I'm saving for a down payment on a house, but I can spend that money on other things. Sure. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's the spirit. Um. So, lots of, lots of stuff for new 40k. Almost close to being overwhelming with how rapidly it's come out, but. I think so. My my only thought of what they can fill time with would be overviews of all of the factions. Possibly, like, I mean, but I, but I mean that. <sighs> I mean, at this point, right? So our last two new forty since the terrain preview was here's the wing turn at prime, and yeah. today we got an article about how the uh, first company really hates the Tyranids. Ultramarines first company really hates the Tyranids. So, they super do. Which I mean, they hate those guys, but they it's hate. nothing relevant to rules in the new game. No, no. Unless also, we could have guessed that. Yeah, we we knew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. So very soon, very soon. And I think at least you know everybody in my local group is is excited for the new release. Um. I'm sure there are lots of people. I know you guys are excited. Um, it's going to be interesting I, when it I comes out. I didn't want to be and... excited. I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I, you know what? <laughs> I did want because we're I would, at, like, yeah. it, it was going to happen. So I, I might as well yeah. have it happen and be cool. I would, I mean, yeah, I would rather be show. excited than not be excited because it looks yeah. like it was not going to be great. They went ahead and did the video with that guy again ripped in half and I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine, actually. You're right. You're right. Space Marines getting ripped in half by Tyranids is great. It's a good time. And we're getting our last... We're finally getting the World Eaters Combat Patrol. Yeah. Which... Yay! Uh, well, I mean, I was... That, that's what I was waiting for to, to do, which is probably what I'll end up doing for the beginning of, of 10th. Because it just mm. it comes with 20, 20 more corn berserkers, right? Which um, oh, is a good good addition to an army. It's, I guess it's weird how much I still make fun of it. Like, oh, I don't care, but I did paint Angron, and I did <laughs> really enjoy painting Angron. Mm. They're my least favorite of the chaos, but I mean, they're still good. I mean, I would, I, I kind of get a bunch of them just. So I figured I should. Yeah, you know, you might as well. Might as well. If I gotta buy. That's how they get you. I know. I just gotta buy a combat patrol to to make something that works. So here's here's my question. Like my assumption is that they're going to be re-releasing combat patrols, right? Because the idea is that combat patrol boxes will be tuned to play against each other, Mm -hmm. right? In their new format. So that's like a, all right, so this box, is this like 
a new format combat patrol box well that's what i was wondering because they've been releasing a lot of combat patrols recently for armies right not just boring patrols but also combat patrols it's just i don't know and i mean we you know you know that they work at least a year ahead if not further oh yeah and we've gotten a lot of combat patrols in the past year so are these ready to go for quote unquote good yeah which one of one of Amy and I's uh, hobby in the last edition was whenever a new combat patrol would come out, we would compare how many points and how many uh, power levels each box had. And they were not always equal. Mm. But a lot of them were pretty close. Most of them kind of ranged around the 25 power level um, sort of barometer. But the thing is, one of the things that they made clear is that they would have special, like they, each of these combat patrols would have their own detachment rules. Right. That allows them to take what would have been, say, the the, the weakest uh, power level wise uh, uh, combat patrol was the Adeptus Mechanicus. But you can adjust that. You can balance that out with how you do the detachment rules to have basically keep the same, they, they could keep the same. Um, box sets and just have those those data sheets reflect what uh the, the balance that they need to have until at least until they put out new box sets well and if you also like if you look at the what came in the dentist mechanic box set right it had some vehicles in there mm-hmm. which are now better or theoretically in 10th edition That's better true. than they were before mm-hmm. so That's true with those detachment abilities and upgraded vehicle stats. I mean, that means new points levels, which, oh, I think one of the things you mentioned, right? If, correct me if I'm wrong, is that power level is a thing anymore. It's only points. It's gone. Yeah, no, it's, it's gone. gone. So maybe now they're much Because we don't closer. need it anymore because yeah. of the way that we've changed how it all goes. But maybe now they're much closer in points than they were. Right. Plus, I, gameplay-wise, you can balance it by what you leave off from, right? Because that's the whole thing about Combat Patrol is it's it's not a different game and it plays the same, but it's simplified in that, like, so if a unit has three abilities, maybe the Combat Patrol version has one and a half, and so I guess that's the other way to do it, right? Is like if a particular box has really powerful units, you just super nerf which abilities those units come with. Yeah. What I want to, what I would like to see day one is rules, detachments for existing armies, and then here's all your combat patrol detachments as well. Go for yeah. it. We'll see sooner than later. Well, hopefully. I mean, we could be wrong. My track record recently hasn't been great. I mean, I'm going to hang on to my ridiculous date just because that was the one I picked. And I might as well, (laughs) I might as well stick with it now. Um, And it was based off of the previous two um, edition releases which put it at like the first weekend in July, which feels unbelievably late. But also, I'll just stick with it as my prediction, just because. Man, if it's if it's the first weekend in July, I'll be at Warhammer World. 
Oh, snap. Oh, that'd be fun. But I want it before that because I don't want to have to deal with uh, being a Warhammer World when there's hundreds of people there to pick up a new thing. It's, I mean, and uh, again, can you imagine having those rules previewed this weekend and then two months only have them like two months of waiting no i super can't but i mean i can because games workshop (laughs) yeah they they sometimes do things that aren't exactly smart and that feels like something that would be in their in their wheelhouse i just don't want them to (laughs) yeah And finally, going up for pre-order this weekend is the next Underworlds set. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Hollow, which has a lot of good-looking good. Chaos Buddies in there. That is the best. I love these so much. Um, It's Weird Mageddon from Gravity Falls. It's just, what if this guy just had an eyeball and eight hands? Yeah. And <laughs> what if? Which I love. And so this is, this is my... Um, I know that we get a lot of chaos and we are spoiled for it, but this is my hope. My 10th edition hope for chaos is that it gets weird, right? Like, especially because like, if you look at Sigmar side, right. Especially things like Slanesh, right. Slanesh is the God of excess, right? So there's that, like, I forget his name isn't gluttony, but it is, um, you know, the big guy on the palanquin being pulled by those weird demon things. Like, like glutinous maximus um... yeah something like that and it's like give me that give me these weird zinch creatures that are just like i i don't even know i don't even know what these are they're so weird um give me weird stuff in 40k please and thank you because they're demons like it doesn't matter like it it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't matter listen you're you're bringing the boobs back to age of sigmar you can bring it back in 40k don't worry about it Mm-hmm. We're all adults. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Listen, we got uh, the. I don't the... know. I've, there's some players out there on the internet. They are not adults. I uh, that fair enough. No, but we got we got the boob anteater. So um, I feel like all bets are off at this point. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. I mean, when when people were saying, "Oh, Games Workshop's getting all like, yeah, you know, they're oh they're getting all chased. They took away the boobs, and then Games Workshop came back. It was <laughs> like, what about this anteater? Oh, you wanted boobs. <laughs> so good so yes Uh, lots of I mean exciting new tier to release and and if chaos gets weird in 10th edition even better Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because I think the uh, the Thousand Suns is one of the first codices for the last edition I think it's right up there at the front so that could use a, a weird refresh Mm. Do you guys have anything else for the listeners? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, um, they should probably check something out on YouTube. Right. I mean, if I've been want. trying to get a video of what we did for Adepticon up on uh, at Warhammer Workshop TV. And I have not had time. It has been very busy. Mm. Adepticon hangover plus work plus a bunch of other things um, have kept me busy. But maybe, maybe this weekend I'll have it. Either well, way, like, just you guys go. Still, you guys still put out your 
we put out our podcast. Yeah, so it's still up there. So, no, absolutely. Like, I, here's the solution. Go go to youtube.com uh, slash Warhammer Workshop TV. I think that's it. Yep. And just just hit subscribe, and you'll be notified when we put new stuff out. And, I mean, you get the notification. It tells you what it is. If it's not something you want to listen to, you don't need to go listen to it. But once it is something you want to listen to, like, I don't know, a video about, like, a massive display board that won Best Display in Adepticon this year, um, then you can click and go check it out. And you should, because if you don't see how awesome that thing is, you're doing yourself a disservice. Listen, well, they had to make a whole new award. <laughs> And no one is covering that. Like, I'm, like Golden Demon uh, participants are doing 20-minute video complaint videos complaining about how Games Workshop does not give them enough visibility and enough coverage, when that is all we hear about. And That's literally me, like, the only yeah. part, yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, like one of the most time-consuming, biggest freaking showcase gets. Zero coverage from Games Workshop. <laughs> not a little, not too little, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, Games Workshop only makes an entire article about you guys, and then like all the blogs do also. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining. Like, I, I understand what where they're coming from. It is we're coming from farther. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to participate in Golden Demon next year, so I'm go I'm going to know exactly how that feels. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, reach out to us on Facebook or any of our other social media. Let us know what you're working on for 10th, what you're excited about, uh, what army you're going to start for 10th, or, uh, you know, if you're playing Underworld, show us your warbands, too. Always good to see other games other than 40K. Otherwise, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Freebooters Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Freebooters Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Freebooters Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>